Right. Here we go. All right, so it still has... Wait, it's a starter... So all that was... That was a fucking... such a great setup, man. Now you're going to start this off on a shitty note. Wait the yeah, fuck out do whatever, that. dude. My bad. All right, this is Peyton Thomas giving you an update. I just... <laughs> I just listened to your podcast for the first time. I loved it, but my only question is when. When did I ask, dude? You, you said you ran four miles in a pretty good time. Like, that's impressive, but... I don't really care, man. I want to hear more stuff about not shitting on yourself, man. I want to hear all about the better than the catch than the pitch, dude. I I love what I was hearing for a couple months, and you took a break for about a week there, and I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. You're better off doing meth. Uh, let me just be honest. This podcast is not going anywhere. <laughs> you said it yourself. Just go do some meth. If you want to uh, give us some tips about how you grew to be as big as you did, then. Uh, Feel free to let us know. We also have a podcast called Keeping It Real in the Meantime. Uh, so if you want to listen to me, Peyton Thomas, and my colleague, Brandon Felinius, uh, feel free to give us a listen. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the uh, Sorted Out, or not Sorted Out, the Sound and Logic podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Ryan Schofield. And we have with my, my co-host, Mr. James, James Clark Lane. James Clark Lane. How's everything going today? Perfect. And it's always very perfect. I and I actually do truly believe that in, in your tones. I, I do hear that. It's not the, the bullshit. Every day is a good day, sir. Um, and I, that's what I loved a lot about our last episode. As I was saying, is that there's actually some energy to James a little bit. There's a little bit of joy to him. You know, you had to maybe get to the bottom before you got to the top again, kind of thing. I don't know. No, I just stopped thinking so much and started trying to feel a little more. And that was a big thing you were having a struggle with the staff is that you did not know how to feel, you know how to think. Yeah. Well, and I also had to recognize that actually for me, my feelings more or less come as things I can see. So it's, it's different and everybody is, is wired a little differently. And so what some people call feelings, I, I have like things that I can see and walk around in my head. So, um, and realizing that that wasn't just my imagination going off. That was, you know, the same thing that somebody else might call a feeling. So again, I would probably want to give you a lot of credit this or just everybody that's been involved in my life in the past, probably about six weeks or so. Um, a lot of credits for how I am right now because I am actually somebody where, okay, like the stress is what was my cracking points or it really brought out a lot of the bad, you know, that caused me to get this, you know, this down this path I'm going on currently right now. In reality, I'm in a more stressful period of life than I've ever been in right now. Mm-hmm. But I think you could say that one, and that was you asked, posed the question on the description of last episode. I'm handling it so much better than I've handled it before. I mean, I'm not like, you know, I've had a lot of stuff go on. Even we just discussed some stuff before. I never had that, oh, what the fuck I have a tone. I just had the, hey, you know, this is, you know, like just even the delivery of my stories I was talking with you, you've noticed, okay, he really does. There's some good that can come of this. He's really not making the bad seem so much. He's making progress. Yes, and you know, it's, it's like to say, that's what's always going to be great of listening back to this with me, is that also as a product, I like to think we've made the progress. So if this is your first episode, what you should do is listen all the way back to the very first one, the pilot episode, and then see how we've gotten that much better. Because, uh, I mean, you know, we're getting... I definitely think we're finding a groove. Find a groove. Um, I did want to interrupt you, but I didn't, so there's that. Um, I would have interrupted you. Yeah, I know. Um... I want you to say it differently, right? Because you just made the improvements that you made about everybody else. So I think it's important for you to say, say the statement, I am filled with gratitude for the actions I have chosen to make my life different. I am filled with gratitude for the actions I've chosen to make my life different. But the reason I am giving other people the credit... I get it. ...is because important. I asked for the help, I and then I got the help. Yep. So... But, but you took the steps, right? And you can't discredit yourself. And, and when you do, if you feel like people aren't there for you, you might fall backwards. But if you remember that you took these steps... Right, you asked for the help, and then when it was given, you just used the help to go further than you could have on your own. But you still went, right? Um, it's about you, man. Right? I mean, it's appreciation just, well, is great, and you gotta have it. it well, we gotta get. I just look at this as that you know, and it's weird again. I know I'm not the religious type, or I mean, I describe myself. I wouldn't say as much as the spiritual type. I'm just kind of something that I believe that there's something beyond my control. And we originally started this whole thing about me trying to surrender myself to a higher power and what that may be. 
And as I've said, I mean, I've made references to people being guardian angels on there. And now all I can throughout this podcast or just throughout my past couple of weeks, I'm actually there's certain people that are there, like my one neighbor, you know, that I've had, or the fact of the woman that I met with on Thursday that is going to be my social worker for some things, you know, like, okay, these people just all popped up and all randomly were there at the right moments kind of thing where it's kind of fucked up how that works out. And now I'm starting to put things out. What's about, fucked up about it? I mean, fucked up is a bad choice of words. Again, a I horrible say. choice of words. It's just, it's uh, Don't indicate that it's a bad thing. Use good words for well, it. Well, fucked up isn't mean it's, but it's like, it's, it's. I know. It's a mind fuck, okay? Well, how about that it one? It is a mind fuck. Yeah. So I, I, in the most productive, amazing way possible. I don't know if you know this. I'm going to find any way to use the word fuck in a, in a productive Yeah, sense. so just put some positives with it. Use it as uh, like a superlative to amplify a, a good word. Yeah, this fucking this, this podcast is fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, like, like that. So now I am looking at the whole idea of that I truly am now feeling blessed and, the, and, and that's that's another term that I would use. It would probably be something that a you know religious type you know would actually use. I'm um, just being shown this in different ways. So kind of like last week, we talked about how like you know your son didn't care about school, but once he realized he learned about you know video games, that you know if he learned how to read, he'd be better at the video games. It's like okay, like so maybe now that is you know like where you see you see the face of God. Maybe God is just going, well, fuck, I gotta stay fucking quiet for this guy because he doesn't want to actually see me. But he'll see parts of me, and then it'll think it's something else. <laughs> so I actually think that all those words, and I use those words because I'm trying to be intentionally vague with it, um, but that's what the whole blog that I'm, I'm writing about is, and, and I've come to the realization that it's supposed to be on hold right now, um, but that's what the whole thing is about, is trying to figure out how to take those concepts that we've known about and are part of who we really are, right, rather than what we think we are, because we don't know our place in the world. Everything's got a place. What's ours? And we have one, and it's important. Um, and so I'm just trying to find out how to take those concepts and express them in ways that we would today, right? But the experience that you're having of feeling blessed is exactly the type of experience that I'm talking about helping people achieve, right? Because it's really just about your mindset and seeing opportunities and being in a mindset to where you would be receptive to them rather than being a dismissive asshole, right? Um, and that's why I say it's important to note that it's, it's you. You put yourself in the, in the situation to bring about those situations and then to capitalize on the opportunity and, and be productive with it, right? And that's actually what my whole blog is about, jamesclarkling.com. That's what I'm trying to find. So yes, and honestly, like I still, I still do think. I mean, obviously, writing is your preferred method of doing things, but I do think, and I say this in the most genuine way, is that like your, I think your voice offers a lot to it because again, like it's you want to cause the mirroring thing. Where again, remember I said how I want to create the mirror, and you said you want to be the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's like well, okay, like if if you talk to people in a tone that like okay, like you, you know, it's monotone, it's low energy a lot of times, but I kind of feel like when you're trying to get somebody to start making those better, you know, to start realizing the errors of their ways, you can't have my tone, <laughs> you know, or it's, it's going to be tough to, because it's going to come across as combative. I mean, you definitely do that. Well, because when you, when people are open to change, you typically need to get them into a vulnerable state because they need to be willing to admit that they're wrong. And that means a part of you has to die, right? A thought pattern within your mind has to die. And it's a pretty tough experience. Well, wow, speaking of boy choice, bad choices of words, you know, yeah, just listen, you went really dark there. Like, oh, it has to die. Like, you know, like... But that's what it's... No, it's, 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 it's literally a psychological death, right? And that's why it's so difficult for people to change and why they hold on to stupid, stubborn, obviously horrible choices that they make over and over again because we can't let that part of us die. But we can choose to do that at any point if you can get them to realize that and, and find what's really going on there. And you typically have to get them vulnerable to do that. And so, yes, a softer tone is, is better for that. Oh, that's uh, it's very commendable that one. But, anyways, um, no. But now it's like I, have to, I just well, it's just again. Like, it's like, Sorry, did I ruin the conversation? No, you didn't ruin the conversation. I was just kind of thinking about where I was going to be going with it before I, you know, you started talking about the, the the death of, you know. But I mean, it is. It, it, but is it, but is it a weird way? This I guess is that for some people that would be an effective way to communicate that to them is that, okay, you have to kill these things. You well, know? that's why there's all these like um, images in, in these myths because it's actually all about what's going on in your mind. God, every time they're talking about God, they're talking about your experience, 
the totality of your experience, and that's all there is in the world, the totality of your experience and you. And that's why every person you interact with is the face of God, because those are the only two things you got, you and your experience. Yes, and honestly, for the most part, I have not had, like, as I was describing before, I had some circumstances that had happened through, you know, out our, 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 our work that I could not have felt, like, before it would have been, there would have been some, a much worse result or much, you know, different result as far as being, a, being pushed to your breaking points but still pushing through it. Whereas again, like you before, I remember you were saying, oh, this thing happened to me and stuff like that. And it's like, okay. Like, I mean, I remember texting you about it as it was happening. And you're like, well, that was good. And like, you gave the right thing on, oh, they're asking a lot of questions. Well, that's good because you're the per- perfect person to answer all the questions. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, yes. It was for the first hour and a half. <laughs> and four hours later, the questions are still there. And I'm just still just like, oh God, like, you know, like this is, but I, it, it got to a certain point with, things right now where I can't help but laugh about them at this point where it's like I'm looking at them as daily tests you know like but I did have you know like I mean like my tests a little bit what are you being tested on as far as like hey you're claiming everything's going so much better but let's give you an old circumstance scenario and see how you handle it because it's like okay like you know the more you keep talking about how much better you are at something it seems like the more and more tests come along like well it's it is, and there are opportunities to be that, is what it is. And the more aware you are of those, the quicker the karmic cycle is. So the quicker it comes back around to bite you in the ass if you do the thing you know is wrong. If you're going to talk about being something and you're given the opportunity to do it, you better fucking do it. So there's an old thing apparently that a lot of alcoholics would do once they've been for a while, where it's like they'll go to a bar and they'll order a drink and have it right in front of them and sit there for as long as they possibly can without ever drinking it and then they'll just leave the drink there great for them great. and it's like yeah, it's like it. and it's like kind of like okay because I, I, I remember hearing this before about a person there was some type of writer and they had their biggest fear was serial killers because you know why would you be not afraid of a serial killer but to the point that they were going to the point they wanted to meet and interact with serial killers by visiting them in prison and stuff like that and when they actually started writing letters to you know to get these meetings and I'm kind of going you're kind of bringing about the thing that's gonna. You're you're literally facing your biggest fear head on, which is you know like again, pretty you know, admirable I'd say. And I, I also realize I kind of do that in the sense of when I do do comedy or even just releasing this episode is that you know what I'm scared about sound like a fucking idiot, being stupid, being called out on stuff. Well, when you do all that, you have to let it go and do it, and you know that's kind of me facing that one, but. Um, I guess that's you know the thing is that you know like I, that I mean I'm not I'm not putting myself in situations to have these tests, but the tests are showing up. But again, that is a way of kind of really solidifying and making me feel better. It's almost feeding into the ego or feeding into the the beast. I call of that, that faith, right? The experience is backing up that these are the right choices. When you make the right choices, good things are happening for you. That's what I think they're referring to as faith, right? You, you've made a choice to do something differently and now your experience is showing you that it was a good choice because things are working out better. And that's how faith is generated. I thought that was mine. Um, uh, maybe it was. Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, either way, yeah, that's okay. Or maybe it's not. No, um, let's grab another one. I'll finish that one. Anyways, so yeah, I had finally... Cool concept though, right? I did have my one, uh, you know, I put myself in the test zone, so I refer to this as the unholy trinity uh, but I did have Friday I remember you mentioned this before the baseball season came back okay and or the Thursday is when it actually came back I didn't watch any of those I was busy with work and doing the podcast and whatnot. but then Friday was the Cardinals first game and I had Friday off and I started off my day where you know this is you know you're, you're looking at the concern look already but so like this is how my day started off I decided randomly I'm gonna go play golf I did not realize the course of me as Pax it was. They paired me up with a random dude. Turns out he was only 20 years old. Um, but I go and he's, you know, playing with me. And I usually hate playing with players that aren't that good. Because, well, they get frustrated. They frustrate you a little bit too. And it's sometimes isn't a bad... It, if you're playing decent or if you're hitting good golf shots in front of someone who's not hitting good golf shots, you are ruining their time as well. And then that is going to then start making it a test for you to deal with your, like, that whole thing. So he's talking about the front tee box, and he says to me, like, hey, he's like, you know, I, uh, 
He's like, yeah, that's like, uh, I've just got the golf itch. I started golfing this year. He's like, I, I can't stop doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that, man. And, like, I didn't take him for, like, 20 years old. I thought he was in his mid-20s, but turns out he was 20. And he's like, I was like, yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It was just because he, like, he, the way he carried himself, it was a good okay, thing. Okay, so it's a good thing. It was a good thing. Like, you know, he, well, he's been working in, like, construction jobs and stuff like that. Like, you know, he seems like he's got himself together a little bit. It's like, you know, just didn't seem like a kid, you know, the way he, like, again, like, I walk up to you. And I'm saying, hey, I'm going to be playing with you. And he tells me his name, shakes my hand, you know. Or, yeah, we were in golf clubs. It was totally cool. But um, he, uh, I said, hey, he's like, I saw my best, my best round here. I'm like, oh, what would you shoot? He's like, a 54. And I'm like, if a 54 is your best round over nine holes, I'm like, that's really not that good. I'm like, I'm like, you are not shooting a 54 today, my friend. And he's like, what? I was like, I, was like, I will not let you shoot a 54 in front of me. <laughs> And, and, and when you're playing with me, like not that I shot much, I shoot much better, but at least like I'm my, my, you know, if that's the best you've ever done, well, okay. So I had a great first shots, and then he is okay. Like we get going, and like I'm realizing I'm seeing some mistakes the kids making, but I want to see if they're consistently the same mistakes. So I'm scoring okay in the one hole. So then finally, in talking with him, and I found out, you know, that he that was all the kinds of construction jobs he does. We're on one of these holes, and I, I see him hit a shot bad, and like I explained that, like, you know, he's bailing out on a swing. So to give you the visual elements of this is that when you are hesitate to point of contact and you start bailing, you literally start just putting the ball to the opposite direction. And I was like, hey, man, let me ask you something. After you hit a really shitty drive, I was like, you know, when you're hitting a nail into some wood, I'm like, do you, like, swing through it, or do you hesitate when you hit the nail head? And he was like, oh, I swing through it. I was like... And you probably do that pretty good, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I do for a living. I was like, well, then why don't you apply that same principle to hitting a golf ball? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, because you are scared to hit swing through the golf ball. And that's why this is exactly happening. I was like, so I want you to swing this next time like you're trying to hit a nail head. Fucking dude fucking crushes his fucking longest drive he says he's ever hit in his life. He out hit me. I mean, granted, it was a hole that I had to hit a lighter club on. But- <laughs> Like he outdrew Let me justify why he did better. Than I okay for golfers. I was hitting a five iron. He was hitting a driver. Okay, but he out hit me by about twenty yards. I I couldn't. I had to hit a higher lofted thing because it was a a thing where I'm left handed. He's right handed. I had an obstacle he didn't have. Okay, but this we get through and then we finish up the round and he thought about playing eighteen with me, but he he, he ended up shooting. He had a fifty. And I'm like, oh wow, fifty, huh? Better than a fifty four, isn't it? And it's like, that first one's free. And afterwards, he asked me afterwards, he was like, I need to take your number down. He's like, and I'm like, dude, hey, you know, the worst I'll ever say is no, if you're trying to come out here and play, because I started finding out a lot about him. You know, we had a good, and his little thing too is he said, I got to be honest, man, I usually really don't like people. He's like, well, you're a lot of fun to golf with. And I'm like, go. I'm like, you couldn't have told me something more satisfying. So then we have the whole thing of that my old friend group's getting back together. And I told you that the unholy trinity was sports, gambling, and drinking. And... I managed to be in a situation where I had all three of those, but I was out at, I was at my new place of living, not out at a bar, not out in the freaking, the total out free zone. And I was like, you know what? I think I still ended up going to sleep about 12 o'clock that night, woke up for work the next day. And I'm like, okay, like this was, you put yourself in that position of that. That's that, dangerous to set that precedent right away though. But it was, well, okay. It here's, makes it easily accessible as a, a choice. By the Cardinals won the baseball game. I won. Oh God damn it! That reinforces everything. <laughs> That's horrible. So, oh, but my here's gosh. no. But then here's you're the, so likely to do it again. So then no. But here's the thing. The next day, I was so busy with work, I didn't even fucking pay att- have a time to pay attention to baseball. Sunday, same thing. Sunday, I fucking ended up watching a movie with somebody, which I could even talk about that a little bit later. Um, so then we have basically, yeah. I mean, I put myself in that spot. I feel like I. I passed the test, so to speak, because that was the, the day after was when I had that stressful interaction I discussed. And guess what? If I had failed my initial test, I would have probably failed the second test much, 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 much worse. That's probably true. Um, I get where you're coming from about that. But guess what? Baseball is probably going to be done by the end of the week anyways. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to the news no, at, all. at all. Well, the, in one weekend of playing, an entire team basically got COVID. So Really? The, the, there's a baseball team that the Miami Marlins played in Philadelphia this weekend. And now the entire fucking team, they had like 14 positive tests on the team. And for Philadelphia? No, for Miami. For so Miami. And they flew from Philadelphia to Miami. And apparently they've been in complete, you know, adherence to the guidelines that they basically baseball set forward where they were effectively in their bubble 
allegedly, but again, it's just like therapy. It's only as good as your honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, though, but at least set the standard. Go, okay, we're going to have people getting this. You know, if it's- I told you my philosophy is spread it as far and wide. Make the data set as large as possible. Learn as much as you can. Tragedies are going to happen. I'm sorry. I love all of you. Bless you. I hope it's an easy death. Um, Jesus Christ, man. I'm just saying that the tragedies happen. Let's oh, I mean, if there that. is the tragedy, I'm just yeah. saying. When you're, I, I kind of left out that part because I heard you say, if you get COVID, I hope it's an easy death. No. That was kind of the... like the. I'm the, saying that if we spread it as far and wide as possible and try and get 8 billion people to have COVID so we can learn as much about it as possible, well, deal with the deaths that come up and, you know, I bet... The body would do its fucking job. Well, what if they find out it's like, be immune to it? But what if they find out it's like herpes, and that every once you have it, you're stuck with it? Like then, great, we adapt and incorporate it, and it becomes part of who we are, and it's fine. It's not. So, I will say that this is actually a recent development too. Of that, I'll just say a person that listens very closely, the person who I know is most concerned about this, finds out that her sister just tested positive for it, and I am hoping for. The greatest, for many reasons, but one would be that, okay, like, obviously, I don't want this person to lose their sister. That would be just absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. But two would be, okay, if things end up being okay in this regard, will that ease the burden of one of your biggest causes of anxiety? Probably not, because anxiety isn't about the thing going on. Anxiety is about Maybe anxiety wouldn't be the bad, but one of your biggest, you know, areas of concern well, if that's your, well, maybe, I don't know, but if you've got anxiety, right, and you're the type of person that gets wrapped up in that stuff, you'll just find something else to be worried about. Trust me, I lived with one for seven years. There's always something. Okay, okay. But that is you something that... you fix yourself. You can't fix the problems. The problems never stop. But then it's like, it is something that like, I do just kind of go, is that this goes Ooh. back to the more of the blessed thought, too, a little bit, of that I'm someone who's out and about, and yes, I observe the rules that are being set forth where I wear my mask and so that, but ultimately, I'm still putting myself out there every day, one way or another. Yeah, and I, I had that talk with a friend on Facebook. I'm like, I, I put my mask on for everybody else because I don't want to hear shit, but I have to interact with five to 15 people a day that I don't know because I've been working the whole time. Or <laughs> just you went to the gas station before I came yeah, here. Yeah, just went to the gas station. I'm sorry, I gotta smoke tobacco. <laughs> but like, here's another thing that's kind of going on with this is that again, as I gathered, so I, I didn't really make this a COVID talk, but might as well have it because we haven't, re- everybody else is talking well, actually, about Actually, why don't we take a break real quick? Um, we're going to do a quick pause so that we don't get interrupted and we're going to start part two. Okay. Awesome. So, Okay, we're going to actually do because everyone's been talking about the COVIDs or, you know, whatever. I mean, the thing that is really, as I mentioned, we're going through a very, very stressful time in life. Like, you know, I'm back on Facebook, but I've been able to, that's another test I've had. I've been able to avoid making that a stress point where I post things about our episodes here. I post little jokes here and there, but I am not actively on there. I've even got it buried away in a folder where I don't really see the icon on it, but I still get notifications. So... Obviously, I was mentioned how the COVID-19 has affected the Major League Baseball, where I was someone who was not trying to get in any fantasy baseball leagues this year because I'm like, this season's not going to be finished. Totally believing that, still believing that with the NFL, with football, that if baseball can't get done played, and football literally has, on a given play, 10 to 12 people sitting there where a guy that's getting hit five yards away from you, his sweat is going to get knocked onto your skin. Like, I mean, that's probably not going to be happening this year either. Get that, get that expectation there. Of course, the Bills fans will be, oh, my God, the year we were supposed to be good, you know. It'll always be just like before. It was every year's next year, and then this will be the, well, we were going to win the Super Bowl in 2020, but then the COVID happened, you know. Um, God hates fucking the Buffalo, I guess. What can I say? That, that'll be their reaction to it, I would think. Off the tangent there. Well, the point is your experience will give that back to you if you believe that. I'm just noticing that these certain attitudes where this has been going on for long enough where, again, obviously us working in a retail space, we have a lot of people come in and then mm-hmm. maybe not as much for you given the area that you work versus where I work where I'm in a more of a little bit of a rural area. We have still have people that you they come in and they say, when you tell them you have to wear a mask and they like, they had somebody today going, oh, I got to wear a mask in every one of your stores? And I'm like, dude, you got to wear a mask in every fucking store right now. Like, I'm like, you know, it's like, if you, like, and again, rules are only as good as the enforcement of them where... Exactly. Like, there's I mean, no enforcement. Like, how many That's times... I think rules that they can't... Like, how can you police that? You can't. Well, because here's the thing is that the people that are even going in line with it, they don't even want to listen to the rules because they, they don't, don't agree with them because... 
Well, there, are some, there are some. I've had, a, I've had a few. I've had a few times where you and I have taken a ride over where I always have a mask in my car, and then I get in your car, and then I go to go to a place and I realize, oh shit, I don't have a mask, mm-hmm. and I'm the guy that's walking the shirt going like, hey, is it okay if I just grab? You know, and they're like, oh yeah, you're fine. And it's like. So you really just don't want any confrontation whatsoever. That's what everybody's doing. That's what everybody's doing. I had the thing today where I worked with somebody, I'll just say, that was in law enforcement. And I, like, he wanted to shake my hands. And I kind of, like, instinctively, which is an old instinct of mine, did. And this, you know, hopefully this is not, you know, cause the loss of my job or anything like that or any kind of, but I was like, it was just okay when a man in uniform, you know, requests something of you, Yes, maybe that's something I should not always adhere to so much, but that's just something I did for 34 years, basically, was that I fucking, you know, like if somebody held their hand out. I mean, call me a bad guy, but there are some, there have been several occasions, three, three, maybe four, where I just had a great time dealing with uh, or going through the interaction. Great conversation. One of them came in frustrated, turned it around and just helped him out and, um, you know, uh, no value there as far as a dollar, but great conversation. And I ended all four of those with a handshake, right? And they looked at me and I, cause they did the motion. So I was like, we got hand sanitizer, shook their hand and then put the hand sanitizer on their hand for them. Well, so like, I mean, like we, like in my case, I would say that, you know, when we're at the death situations, I'm very, very good. My usual thing is when they reach a lot of times I do the COVID, but for, the, for someone in law enforcement, and you know, one of those things where again, like, you know, when someone in a vehicle pulls up, you know, you don't know if there's just something weird going on at work or something like that. And I, and I, and I actually had worked with this gentleman before. And, you know, it was kind of like, I just, you're kind of, when you're wired like me, okay, people of authority, at least in, you know, that regards, if they are leading me in one direction, I'm probably going to go in that direction kind of thing. But I started talking with him, like, I was like, hey, man, we just technically just broke the law right there, I think. I was like, so, I, well, okay, this is the joke I had to make because I had to make jokes everything going, hey, man, like, Technically, I think we just broke the law there, but, you know, just don't say anything to anybody, okay? Don't blow me in. Like, you know, like, where it's like you would be the person, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he laughs about it. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, this whole thing is, and he's going, he's like, it's all bullshit, you know, to me. And he's like, he's like, it's just my fucking boss just trying to fucking play God, referring to Cuomo. Mm. Um, and it's like, and that's like, oh, the way he said that, and the way, like, I'm like, I'm like, this is clearly a conversation you have a lot, because I've had quite a few instances of law enforcement that I've heard in my interactions where they're kind of like we just really just don't want to get involved in anything right now mm-hmm. because we're either agitating or we're either if you believe that you're putting yourself at risk or we're just really enforcing laws we just don't fucking agree with it's like it's like you want us out giving fucking parking tickets essentially when there's much worse things going on like, like I'm like I'm I'm pretty sure that heroin is still killing more people than fucking than COVID is like right now, but I'll tell you the thing that I'm actually worried about the most is the division that's causing between people, right? You're walking through and I like I <clears throat> I'm a smoker and so I have a smoker's cough Ooh. and I was standing next to somebody today, a customer I was working with them and I coughed because I smoke and you're breathing through a mask and so it makes the air feel funny and so I coughed and she literally moved away right like you could see like it was like an uncomfortable move away and I was like I'm a smoker I'm not sick I promise and it's horrible that I felt like I had to justify myself that way and people are looking at people that way around right and you know a lot of people aren't taking the rules seriously but there's 50% 50% of the population that's buying into this shit that's actually watching the news and hasn't disconnected from, you know, the news and mainstream media outlets and they haven't found their own ways to get stuff yet, you know, they're still buying into all this and um, they're scared. And they're well, like, it, it's putting up barriers between people and now you don't even see their faces, right? You didn't oh, even wave to them before and now it's less so. The and barriers of that, like... Pushing I, us online I don't digital, even, I don't which even is know a real connection. It's the, horrible. Well, the barriers of that, literally, you're not allowed to come back into New York from certain states. It, like, my buddy was on vacation in Maryland with his family and then while he's on vacation finds out, oh yeah, by the way, when you come back, you have to take t- your, your quarantine for 14 days. It's like... Okay, well, like, I have fucking, like, I, I, I worked to a point to be able to take this vacation. I had to go back to work to be able to continue living the life I live. And it's like, now this is coming down with me on them. I do say that, I mean, like, I'm, I have an open conversation or open mind about a lot of this is that 
okay, other countries all wear masks and they're having much better success with certain things. But then again, also they're not having an entire fucking, you know, national rally essentially going on at all given times where everybody's there. And we don't even know if the mask is potentially totally like... So you know what I found out? There's money going back to the hospitals if the death is from COVID. It's like 3300 bucks. That's well known knowledge. Yeah. That's what, there's right? Been, so... Why wouldn't the numbers be skewed? This is fucking America. Didn't you hear Ed, the Ed and Sco show? Yeah. The, right? Anytime you could get a buck when you think it's easy and nobody's looking, right? Didn't you see the joke that fucking Rick Lagnese put up that said, oh, now there's new evidence that, you know, Goliath from the Battle of David and Goliath was, you know, he actually died due to COVID. He exhibited symptoms. <laughs> it's like, right, when even the jokes are like that, come on. Right, so can we I even mean, trust like, the information we've got? This was something again where this, you know, like it's it allegedly, you know, well, I don't want to say that, but this this whole thing started with the George Floyd, you know, thing, you know, like where they were, like you know, with the riot thing going on a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get into that yeah. whatsoever. But I was going to say is that they, in fact, they had to mention that. Oh, by the way, he also tested positive for COVID. Like, it's just like I remember one time when I first started. Doing How the fuck did he get COVID before COVID was a thing? No, he was COVID was a thing. It was oh, May, May 25th was his don't. death. But I want to say this one to you. I remember when I first started doing stand-up comedy. I was the officer that was on his throat get, uh, catch COVID. Did they test him yet? <laughs> I oh please! No, dude, you should not. We shouldn't be laughing. They're hating this. Let's see me say that. But <laughs> but my thing was, I remember when I was when I first started doing stand-up. I was always looking for. I was always looking around for anything to make into a joke. And I was on a treadmill at a gym, and I saw something that somebody did some research, and they discovered through the analyzing the blood stains on the fucking pillow that Abraham Lincoln died on. That he probably had cancer. And I'm like, what the fucking hell kind of waste of fucking science and resources and anything this has to do? The man died from a fucking bullet to the fucking head. Like, why does it matter if he had cancer? It doesn't. Like, at all. So, like, again, like, where it's like, you literally, like, have to go, like, on, like, where it's like, how much manpower or stresses, or can I even say manpower anymore? Like, how much work of enough people went into to find that result of that? Somebody had the idea going, Let's just test Abraham's fucking blood. Let's 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 we can we why would we not want to test a living person's fucking blood? Let's in the lab. Let's 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 worry about a, a case that is closed and shut. Let's just see if there's anything more there. Oh jeez, well he dude, he might have had cancer. It's like what 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 was what gained does it make? What was gained out of that? It's kind of like I always I don't know, that's just where I start off with that, but I bet there's a test where we can see if he had COVID. He probably did. Um <laughs> but so I mean that's what I mean, like, we're way, I have to always consider that one I mean one thing, I can't encourage enough for people to watch The Wire but that's when you start learning about how stats are juked so terribly I mean Everywhere. it's so I can like, I mean like dude we work in a job where they have a game key okay so here's my thing is the other guy, like, I remember even with baseball where they were talking about like the one guy that owns the Toronto Blue Jays was talking about how using generally accepted accounting principles or GAP as it's called which I knew a little bit about because I took intro to accounting, so I'm a fucking scientist when it comes to those shits. But it took a little bit. I took advanced accounting, I think, too. But there are ways just using actually accepted principles where he was like, I can show you how to make a $2 million gain into a $4 million loss. So it's all about who's inputting the information, how you analyze it. I can do that with sports where it's like, okay, if I was somebody who sold betting picks, if I was to sell them, I could show you a lot of stats that lead you in one direction and completely leave out the other ones. I would be able to use some really, really good wording to make them look a lot more impressive. Fortunately, I sell those picks to myself, so I don't bullshit myself, which is one of the one few times I do that because, okay, I'm fucking myself over, which, okay, maybe I have a history of doing that in other regards, but I would always kind of be like, okay, no, this is what these numbers really mean, or let's look at the compromises thing. So sometimes what I like to do is to play devil's advocate with somebody just to be able to just hear the arguments against what I would, you know, want. Like, I'm going to hear the other side a little bit better. So I'm going to take this. I agree with you, but I'm going to take the other side and hear how do you overcome my objections? Because when you ask, when you're the one asking the questions, questions aren't very hard to ask. Giving the answers is the tough part. So what are the questions? I'm just saying where if, like, if I was asking myself, like, you're like, okay, if you're going to the preconceived notion, you would always probably... If you, I have an opinion, and I talk to you, and you have the same opinion, 
I'm not going to really know enough about what I'm trying to find out about because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out why I would be wrong or about the other side. So I'm not, not going to have as much oh, information for myself. I was if you were going to play devil's advocate for something and have some questions. No, I'm just saying I usually like to do that because it makes you a lot smarter when you hear the other Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Whereas well, I actually do. And it's for... one of the few times I'll listen to somebody because, okay, I'll find ways to defeat that argument, you know, and then it's like, okay, and then I'm like, it's like, this is more information going on because. There's this genius idea that if you really study up on both sides a lot better, you can start forming your own opinions. It's really great. I recommend a lot of people do it. So I think there's enough truth into some of the people who are very, we'll say, I don't want to say anti-COVID because no one, I mean, let's face it, it still is a disease that kills people, but people who are not buying as much versus the people who are stressing over it constantly. And in between both of them, I do find enough things that I, I, I like to infer is Ryan Schofield's take on this and then I say it to you here on the you know Sound of Logic podcast. Still have not found out enough about this because I've again seen, I saw one state, like Kentucky, I saw this one tweeted out today, and it shows that their fucking, their death rates, I mean, literally they showed a big giant curve, just a flat line and stuff like that, but they're looking to close, do another shutdown, and it's like, well, your unemployment rate's 40%, but nobody's dying from COVID, so what's, what's kind of, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder what's uh, behind all that. It's. I think there's way too many questions. I don't think anything that we know is honest. I think it's all contrived propaganda. I think we are being played as a people. And um, I don't even know who's playing, right? Um, but I'm actually very concerned. Um, I have more faith in people than I have in the government. Uh, the people that I talk to all seem to be level-headed and whether they decide to wear a mask or not when I talk to them in conversations, you know, most people are good. Um, you know, but uh, I, I do not trust this situation at all. It's actually an extreme cause for future concern. I'm, I want to see how this plays out. I hope, I can only hope that it's as small as uh, an election stunt so that the Democrat, Democrats can get in office and there's no further impact than that, right? And that would be horrible because if you're playing that type of a game to get into office, I can't trust you with fucking power. And that's what scares me. But that would still be the worst case scenario or the best case scenario at this point. So, and this is kind of the thing that goes on is that again, I'm making a reference to The Wire and I'm going to do this as vague as possible. I mean, if you haven't seen The Wire, I, I really the spoiler alerts should not be a thing. But, I mean, I'm just going to say it as vague as possible because I would love for you to watch the show at some point in time. All right, all right. And you'll probably forget this unless you listen to this episode over and over again. But there's a point in time where there's two rival drug gangs and they're at war. And one of the heads of one of the drug gangs gets killed, but it was for a much different reason. But everyone took it the way the word in the street was, okay, he got got by fucking them. Like, they took out their general, and then the one guy that was, like, basically, like, the main, like, the, the, the primary, we'll call him, there's, the, there's another general, and then I would say below that was probably, like, a sergeant or something like that, or, like, you know, some of that is, you know, some of that's leading, you know, le- yeah, leading a, bu- a troop of people, and he comes in, and he's talking about, you know, hey, we'll just give us the word and stuff like that, you know, we'll, we'll go hit him back up, and they're, like, he's, like, well, it's, it's, it wasn't about that, and stuff like that, and he's, like, well, everyone here believes it, he's, like, and if it's a lie, we fight on that lie, and there's a lot of, I mean, like, lies that have been fought. I mean, again, like, where it's, you know, it's an mm-hmm. old joke about even, like, religion wars. Again, more people have been killed in the name of God than any other reason, like, for the religious beliefs. And I agree, and that's it, not what God has ever taught. Well, and it really, in reality, is that, like, you know, someone made the joke before. I think it was Richard Jenny going, it's just well, a... that's not true. It's just a war over who has the better imaginary friends. Now, that's a way of bringing light to it, but it's just like... No, that's, that's actually pretty fucking accurate. But yeah. it's like, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like... All these books are kind of about the same person. It's just that I just it's look at It's really what, what your God bring, makes you think about, right? Like, so I told you before, I think your God is your experience, right? There's the only two things that exist are you and your experience, your God, right? They tell you that, and I think it's maybe in like Buddhist or Hindu, where everything you interact with is the face of your God, right? That's because there's only you and your experience. And if you're a piece of shit, you're gonna see a world that's being shitty to you. If you're a loving, kind person, you find loving, kind things because you bring about what you are, right? You're Ryan Schofield. You create those type of fast-paced interactions with people where you connect and you know weird things happen and then you laugh and you're close, right? Because that's who you are and that's how you show up, right? Um, and that's you and your God. And, um, you know, so it absolutely is the imaginary friend. But it, the point is, what does your imaginary friend make you think about? 
Is your imaginary friend as an adult money? Is it kindness? Is it pride? Right? All those different things are, those are your gods if those are the things that are driving you. Yeah. That, and that's what people fought over. The term Baal, which is what the Hebrew God fought against, was the term owner, right? Uh, that's what the word translates to, right? And God, as they've seen it, is just existence as such, right? The living father. Look to that. Don't preconceive what you're supposed to do, where the other gods were telling them what to do. But anyway. Well, then English makes it all more complicated because you get bailed out of jail, but you also bail hay. <laughs> yes, yes. Words are powerful. They've been... I think intentionally confounded, but they're they're important. Well, we have Absolutely. one of the most complicated languages because we have you know so many times. There's a lot of power in that there's, too. There's, the problem is the fact that we don't use it accurately. So we're, we're limited to like 500 words, comprise like 90 percent of our language, but we have access to thousands. Okay, but here's the thing: we we is that some other languages have multiple wor- definitions for the same word. We have words that have multiple definitions. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm coming at with that one. Well, but the the thing about our language is, is it's not about being able to take this word and say it 18 different ways. It's about having eight thousand different words that we can put around it to make it different, um, right? Because we build our language that way, so we we tack onto it with different words, right? And so we can create those same thoughts with a sentence because that's how our language was constructed rather than this word that means what we use a sentence to say. Do you know how much anxiety I get over when I realize I fucked up on there, there, and there, or two and two, or accept and accept, or, you know, like... I don't know. Once you get it right, man, it's muscle memory. No, it's good, but sometimes you will... Again, that's why I hate the writing act, because I'm editing on the fly, and I may have started off with one thing, and I just go to the other. Mm Mm-hmm. But then now, even with talk to text, okay, well, I said, you know, there has to be grammatically a robot. Has to, a robot has to read my brain, okay? Fucking, that's, that's, that's scary things. But where I'm going with that is, okay, like, that's one of the things I kind of think is ironic with a lot of stuff that goes on is that these people that are, you know, again, like, they're trying to tear down the system, you know, so to speak, which I'm not saying the system is perfect, but you're trying to take down the system and you're doing it like guys that you hate America or you hate the country you live in, but... You live in a place where you actually have the right to fucking actually hate the country that you live in. Like, you know, like... I just don't understand why you would think that that's a productive thought. Right? I don't think so it's... I don't, I don't, my point is this. If, if you don't like something, take the logical next step and say, what do I want? And then how can I make that happen? Right? Don't stop it. I don't like it. That's what my two-year-old does. Right? My six-year-old has now been taught because he's not fucking two anymore like these idiots that just say I don't like shit. Fucking morons. Sorry if anybody does that, but it is what it is. I like you this. Need to it's take a raw the, emotion out of yeah, right now. You need to take the next fucking step and say, okay, if I don't want that, what the fuck do I want then? What am I looking for out of this situation and how can I make that happen? Right? Don't sit there and just focus on the bad. So this reminds me of people who, like, you know, again, we're going to have to kind of wrap this part of this up. We'll get, pick a little break before segment three. But this reminds me of people I knew when I was younger. And I'm, it's one of my best friends is he was always like, you know, he was kind of a mess, but he was like, oh, if I got a girlfriend, I'd be better. And it's like, no, man. it's like, it's like, no, no, no. If like, you're like, better, you could get a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where it's like, it's like, you're, you're, you're looking at the, that this is going to be the solution to it, but it's like, you have an offer. What's going to change after that though? It's like, you know, it's like, how about, you know, that's kind of where I go to it. And, I, and I'm not saying like, maybe this is not a great comparison and now there is the actual logic of it. But again, it's like. Okay, I don't like this yet. Let's just get rid of it. But then what am I going to put in place? Because again, how many times do you hear the old expression, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. And again, let's say I always use the example with the, we talked about the cancel culture was the very, very first season of South Park where they have the Christmas special and they get rid of all the things they don't like about Christmas. And then they have the final pageant and they go, what the fuck is this? It's <laughs> terrible. There's like, you know, it's like, so, and that's just kind of where I, I go on that one is that like, there's a lot of things that you need to, Again, address that maybe you have a couple problems yourself. Maybe there's some errors to the ways and stuff, and it's kind of... But then, maybe we're going about it the wrong way. If, I, if it's, you know... Oh, my gosh. You just said the perfect thing. Oh, my gosh. Because we are. We're 100% going about it the wrong way. You want to know why? Because we're thinking about the future. Don't. Just whatever it is that the problem is that you're doing wrong, just do it differently right now. How can I be different right now? And just do that every time, and then new habits will be built, right? 
It doesn't take long, and you'll start doing shit different. But some people don't think there's anything wrong with them. They think there's something wrong with everybody else, which is, again, most times you're projecting yeah. on from yourself onto other people. But, I mean, yeah, let's face it. If you wear a fucking Grand Wizard hat, I think you're probably not a great guy. Okay? Like, you know. What's Grand Wizard? KKK. Oh. Okay. On that note, we'll see you soon. <laughs> so, we are back for segment three now of Sound and Logic. We're like episode six, seven, I don't even know. Six. Doesn't matter. Six. This is going to be our COVID podcast, basically, I guess we'll call it, because that was the biggest, you know, that was one of the, I mean, James got yelling and angry at one point, so I mean, it's got to be one of the most important segments of the show so far. Well, I mean, I guess I just hate people that uh, want to blame the world rather than just taking one more logical step. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. So, one thing that's going on right now is that I do sometimes, and I wonder, like, here I was earlier, I was just telling you, like, James, you have to watch The Wire, you have to watch The Wire, you like that. I'm basically telling you, hey, man, you have to make a 60-hour commitment, but I'm so, I mean, that's about how long it takes to watch all 60 episodes of it, but you'll want to watch all of them once you get to a certain point of it. It'll, it'll become a very, very easy watch. Like, it's kind of like, you know, some days... That's what scares me. You know, some days of work just go right by like that because you never, ever thought anything, and then other days you're just like, I'm still here. You know, like, that's kind of... You don't look at it when you're watching that show. It's just kind of like you start literally being like, next episode? Wait, it's 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, what's one less hour of sleep? You know, like, let's go to the next episode. Comes that guy that does that till he doesn't sleep. Yes, uh, that's so, yeah, that's uh, probably the problem I would be inflicting upon you. But, anyways, like, I'm someone that's always recommending where it's like, I don't sit here and say that I have the best taste in the world in certain things. When I try to tell somebody, hey, you should probably watch this or read this or listen to this, I just kind of go based on, I've been listening to a lot of people that have been basically arbiters of taste for a really long time, and they really say that this is really one of the best things you should watch, like, you know, kind of thing. So, and yesterday I watched a movie with a younger co-worker. He'd never seen Reservoir Dogs. Have you ever seen the movie Reservoir Dogs, James? Yes, but I don't remember it. That's, that's, that's terrible if you don't remember, because it's... Again, where it's Tarantino's first actual movie that he directed out there. He had written True Romance, which was released before, but it's a movie with no budget whatsoever. It's just a bunch of actors that wanted, they, they, they believed enough in the project to do it. But I mean, like, it is a movie about a bank robbery you see nothing about that takes place mostly in a warehouse. And there's basically no, there's like maybe a couple of sets on the entire movie, and it's all just dialogue driven. And it was something that was so different in such an influential movie. When I'm, the person I'm working with is somebody who seems like he's you know got an interest in certain things. That I'm going like, this is a movie that broke the mold. Like this is like you know how things started going in the direction you like that. It's like it's almost important to you. And a crazy thing with me is that I actually, if I'm watching a movie, you know, the only time I'm silent is watching a fucking movie. It's fucking crazy that I actually have the respect to be quiet during a movie. Because you're actually taking in the information. You take in the information because when you're watching good stuff, so like that show The Wire, you're going to hear some random lines. Like the show The Wire, as I always say, you like it the first time you watch it. You love it the second time you watch it. Because you start remembering all these, you know, in season one, all these little seemingly throwaway lines that, oh, shit, that ends up happening in season four. Like, you know, it's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's like, oh, they, they it was there. Like, so the one thing about The Wire, as I say, is that most Shows go by the element of surprise. The wire goes to the fact that we tell you this is going to happen. We make it seem like there's no way it's going to happen, but it happens. It's kind of almost the perception of that. Most people are waiting for, you know, they're looking for the shock value of it. But watching this, you're like, okay, wow, they really just like so... Sounds like The Simpsons. Well, okay, that's like... Compared regard. to real life, yeah. Well, so, okay, like... The what, Simpsons do it, you think, that's crazy. It couldn't happen, and then it happens. So I always remember... The book Old Yeller, okay, it starts off with the boy talking about how he used to shoot the dog. And if you don't know the fucking ending of Old Yeller yet, then I'm sorry. You probably don't read anyways, but I mean, I was forced to read it when I was younger. But at the end, when he kills the dog and you're so like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. It's like, he told you that he was going to do this, but then because of how well everything else was done, you dismissed the actual thing that he said he was going to do. That's just, you know, a great thing there, but... I've had even like you know, as I mentioned, I was hanging out with somebody else before, and I showed them a movie they'd never seen. I'm like, "There's, I'm like, I know you're gonna love this movie," and they loved it beyond the, you know, like I, I'm very, very good at paring that down there. And it's like, 
I actually had someone say like, oh, we should start doing this a little more where, hey, we'll watch these and stuff like that or watch those. I'm going, you know, we'll watch those for Sco. And I was like, I don't want you to watch them for me. I want you to watch them for you. Like, it's like, I don't have to be there for it. I'm just telling you that if you were to spend the hour and a half or hour and 40 minutes or whatever it may be doing this, you're not going to say I wasted my time, but then also have to know that you're going to actually pay attention to it and really appreciate what you watched. Don't know where that really came from. That was just my random thoughts. Yeah, I get it. Because, I mean, I guess maybe I just go to the joke of things that... So, obviously, I mean, like, you know, like if in my, you know, situation with being dating is that usually movie things is a, is a big activity here, you know, hanging out, you know, and such a movie. Nothing drives me more insane. And it's, it's, a, it's a guy thing, too, so people do that. When you ask a question, like, 15 minutes into the movie, like, wait, like, well, who's that guy? And it's like... I don't know. Maybe wait another fifteen minutes. They might tell you who he is, kind of like that. And then when they do that, and the movie's not paused, there's now this constant lag of who's this person, who's that person. Just shut the fuck up and let them tell you. Like, yeah, my response is, I'm watching the same movie you are. Let's let's find out. I mean, that's almost kind of why I enjoy the act of uh, actually listening to podcasts because guess what? I don't, you don't listen to a podcast with somebody else. You pay attention to it personally and stuff like that because. There's going to randomly, you have no idea when it's going to come, there's going to be those good nuggets. Like, we've had some fucking shitty minutes of this episode. We've had some amazing minutes. I think there's been more amazing minutes than shitty minutes, but it happens. In a movie, you don't know, or any type of art, you don't know when it's actually going to come out. It's like, you know, if you're listening to a song, you don't know when you're going to get that random guitar lick that freaking, yeah, that slaps or something like that. Or if you're listening to a rap song and you're just waiting for the chorus or something like that, you may not realize that there's a great line somewhere in the middle of the second verse, like... Oh, that's the only place to listen. The chorus is usually not it. I'm just using that as, a, as you know. Yeah, but a, you're right. I get you. Like, you know, like it's just, you know, that's kind of... The consumption of art is also now, because I've even just looked at, like, you know, watching a movie before where, like, somebody asks me what it's about. I'm like, I can kind of tell you, but I can't really tell you that much. But it's like, well, why don't you see what it's about? Versus, I mean, like, you know, like, you know, like the Reservoir Dogs is a very slow-developing movie of how it gets to where it gets to. And you're just constantly, you go with no information, and you have to wait to get more of it. Whereas if you watch a movie now, they realize we have five minutes to get your attention span before you start looking at your phone. Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess I can't talk to that because I don't watch anything unless I'm with somebody. And if I'm with somebody, I try not to take my phone out as a matter of principle. Yeah, I'm trying to get a lot better with that. But, you know, I mean, as you, you, know, as you start telling me a story, and I realize, oh, shit, I should probably text this person because I told them I would text them by now. <laughs> but, you know... It was well. I did the same thing. So, <clears throat> well, I won't get too deep into it. But let's just say I was in uh, the middle of something when you called, and um, that something was probably rather important to the person I was on the other end of the phone with, and uh, they just haven't heard from me since then because <laughs> I've been with you, right? And um, I wasn't going to hang up with you because you were on your rant on the phone and. I give you the respect, let you get through your thoughts. I don't want to shut you down when you've, you're you're freely flowing. And then I'm with you because the thoughts flowed until you were in my driveway, or until rather I was in my driveway, you were already here. Um, <laughs> and then they just kept on coming until we were inside recording, right? So, um, you know, uh, what's in front of you and what's most pressing is always of the highest importance, in my opinion. Okay, well, I just, uh, I mean, I, I did hear there was a click going on there. It's just kind of more or less just like, I was like wondering, like, you know, if I, because I hadn't got a response to a text message, I was kind of like, well, wait, is this guy fucking, like, not going to be here right now? Because I just... Let's just say but it had you, something you, to do with a gift that got sent out about a week and a half ago. Oh, okay, God, okay. I mean, well, that's... <laughs> but uh, I'm apparently doing this little gift, gift to myself, and that's the whole thing of that, you know, like, I, I'm... I'm Rewarding myself with a good, you know, little trip right now or a little thing I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to play at a PGA-level golf course, a very, very, very high-end deal where it's like where you're... Going to Oak Hill? No, we're going out to Turning Stone. There's oh. a pro course, though. It's, uh, what is that? It's, uh, nice. it's, 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 a, it's a certain person, you know, that is uh, goes by R.O. that uh, it's his birthday weekend. And, you know... Yo, he needs a shout-out. Yeah, Richie O. Richie O, baby. Happy birthday. He doesn't want to listen to this. He has to listen to me all day. So. Whatever. It's still Richie O. You got to love the guy. So it's going to be... Checkmate. So, 
So we're, uh, I asked him what his golf plans were on Saturday because I haven't hung out with him for a while. And he's someone who I hung out with a lot, you know, before like our schedules got crossed. And he's like, oh, I might be going out there. And he's like, yeah, we can do this thing. And it's like, it's, it's going to be, you know, like 200 bucks. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, I've been working hard. I'm like, this is like my first day off in a while. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking do it. Like, you know, we're actually going to do a whole thing. We're going to go out there the day before. Gonna hang out, party, fucking, you know, and then we're gonna go play at this golf course that we don't belong at, and it's like, okay, gotta reward yourself a little bit. It's nice to be able to see the fruits of your labor, you know. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm bragging about how well I'm doing. I'm like, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm confident to my, I'm, I'm 100% commission based, so I'm confident enough that even if I, you know, shouldn't do this, well, guess what? You can do, you can give yourself a raise anytime you want to. Yeah, that's true. You've got some uh, powdered sugar underneath your left right eye, though. That's kind of weird. Well, what looks like, it looks like It looks like you're trying to like dress up like the Joker or something like that, but... Probably. But I don't even know how we got from the movie thing with... Uh, yeah, but that's kind of thing. You know, the consumption of art is, is a different medium. Kind of just ranting and rambling. I think we might want to wrap this one up for tonight. Uh, because the consumption of art is a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, we can wrap it up. I mean, if you want to... Right? Hold on. So... so have you talked to that person yet? Yeah, it's just a quick yeah. 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 Just a quick yeah. Yeah. You can't wait to hear about that. No, there's nothing to hear about. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, what was your thoughts on the consumption of arts? Did you have do you have something to add on with that? I think well, there's a couple things when it comes to producing art in the modern day. I think it's very difficult for people to receive the recognition that um, they see you know the big people getting because there's so many people that good means nothing because good is common even if you only know a few people that are good personally there's a ton of them right um great and exceptional are are now new standards that are like atrociously high to reach um because of how there's a billion of us right um but good is common um but the consumption of the fine art and the things that have been produced over time and the things that still become exceptional now, um, there's something in them that uh, is, is usually trying to speak to us and, and we should try and listen to it. And that's why it sticks around in this art that stands the test of time. And that's a really important thing that's just kind of going with this. There's a lot of times and this happens, especially like even like in sports with like, you know, good young players like that is that good new things that have come out it's the shiny new toy where yeah. it's like you're, it's like when something's been around and something's been established for 50 years and something comes about that like it, it shows some, I think it's a, a product of technology because it shows of how some, quick uh, pro- technology you know changes but like, like to show something okay like that's the test of time for so long and then something comes along and it has a brief it's like no you have to let them how are we going to look at this 50 years later? You know, are we still going to look at this thing 100 years later? But you can't use it just based on that instant gratification type thing. Where Absolutely it's like, not. Like, I love talking to older people about certain things about, like, like a band like Metallica. I remember talking to a guy I worked with before who was, you know, he was a bouncer at Penny Arcade here in Rochester, which used to have a bunch of hardcore stuff. And, like, you know, I knew he was a kind of like a biker type guy at the party. And I was like, I knew he loved Metallica. And I'm like... When you hear the you know the song "Seek and Destroy" by Metallica the first time, it's just got such a different, new type of sound because at the time everyone's doing hair metal, and they decided to come out and just try to have long hair but fucking play aggressive rock, and then they 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 had you know great actual musical knowledge within there, and they had this ability to also play a certain kind of music, and it was you know sounded like it. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like he was like, dude, he's like, I remember sitting by a car with four of my buddies and just going like. Who the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck? Like, these guys, and it's like, okay, then, like, Metallica then went on to do some great things, then, okay, as they go down there, it's like, okay, well, Enter Sandman is a song that everyone has fucking heard at some point in time in their life, and there's a bunch of things that they've gone with, but to say after hearing just that one song that, okay, they're better than any other band I've ever heard in my life is fucking stupid, but that's kind of what happens when you see something you like and you get that instant gratification from it. It's like, well, this is the best thing ever. It's like, no, nah, give that a couple of years and let, let's see if you still say that, you know? like. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly because, like I said, technology, it's, it's constantly improving, so you always think the new thing is the better thing in that regard because that's how they sell us shit. The new one's always better. But anything that's real, right, like fucking people, you're absolutely right. It gets better with time, and you cannot judge it on the initial spark. You know, our job, you mentioned it's 100% commission. We didn't talk about We said we're not going to get into it. But there's those initial sparks that happen all the time 
come in, light the game up, and then all of a sudden, where where'd they go? <laughs> Four months later, they don't work here anymore, right? So it it happens all the time. Or as Ed would say, they're just at the bottom of the board for you know the next year before they lose their job. Well, so I mean, like I also go to go this one is that that's why I'm very based on past experiences, very very selective with women in, the, in a certain sense of that as far as dating and whatnot because I know that hey guess what the honeymoon phase is always fucking great there's always you know that like you know that very first but then the truth and that's why I've always said I'm the master of the six week relationship because I'm usually more worried that I'm going to be the one that's going to be that you're going to realize but it's like the longer a relationship goes on is when you start realizing oh this is actually a fucking real thing like you know it's always fun when you first meet somebody new and you start hanging out or like that whether it be a, as, a, as a just an actual male friend that you just hang out with and start partying with or whether it be a girl that you start hanging out with more on that regards but then over a little bit of period of time like oh wait is this really good is this, is this a good idea because uh, there's some problems with being here because everything was great a while ago because it was something new and fun it was the shiny new toy but wait can I do this forever or is this is this really like you know the best it's going to be no dude never because you're always creating it and that's what I was trying to tell you in part two right so you you create the experience you want if that's not don't ever ask yourself that question ask yourself the question how can I make it better right now that's a much better question to ask yourself. You're going to get much more productive answers. Well, so it's 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 the it's the credo of most crazy girls or something like that is that you know like oh if you can't handle me my worst you don't deserve me my best, but that is actually a really great statement. Like you know yeah, and sometimes true. and sometimes there's people that once you actually finally see their worst you're like okay oh, yeah, no I can't I can't <laughs> handle you at your worst. I do not well, deserve you at your note, best. I think you've seen me and Ryan at our worst. Um, hopefully you've seen us at our best, and we probably should wrap it up before we get kicked off. All right, well, everybody, that was episode uh, whatever. We are on number six, and what are your tags? Um, I'm SCO525, SCHO525. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and then Ryan Schofield, R-Y-A-N, S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D, on the Facebook, where I share most of my episodes. Share it to a friend, let everybody know, and then Mr. James Link? I just have jamesclarkling.com, but there's not even a point in going there because I haven't done anything in weeks. Um, I'll let you know. And Bye. Then, yep, we'll figure out what the episode title is.